Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All this stuff you need that Recorded live. A thing we see in Hebrews that you cannot please God without faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. We understand that the universe was created at the spoken word of God. I believe, therefore I speak. Somebody speak it into existence today. Say things are getting better in my life. Say my best days are in front of me. Say I got the victory. In Jesus' name. How many of you need to see some victory in the future? How many are believing for a miracle, a breakthrough? Nehemiah was declaring, not only was he declaring it was going to happen, he put a set date on it. He said it's going to happen in 52 days. That was audacious. That was audacious. He hadn't even seen the wall yet. Nehemiah was an activator. Watch this. As soon as he declares it, and the king gives him favor. And by the way, it says in verse uh, six that the queen was sitting next to the king. It seems like men are so much more nicer when their wife is right next to them. They're a little more generous when their wife is sitting next to them. So the king, you know, he's next to the queen. He's one of the his woman. And he says, yeah, I'll give him a favor. I'll let Nehemiah do what he wants to do. And when Nehemiah realizes the woman's in the room, he's going to ask for a little bit more. And he says this. He says, not only am I asking for permission, in verse 7 he says, I want you to give me access to every territory that I walk through. And then he says in verse 8, not only access through all the territories, but I want timber. I want beams. I want everything in the king's forest to help me rebuild the walls, the gates, the citadel, the temple. I need your help. He asked for protection. He asked for provision. Everybody say, ask for more. And look what happens in verse 8. The king granted him what he asked because the favor of God was on him. Somebody say, favor ain't fair. You want to disturb the disturber? Just remind the devil, you got the favor of God and hell can't stop what heaven's got its hand on. See, when you follow God's plan, you get God's hand. But if you're just seeking God's hand and you won't submit to God's plan, you're going to miss out on the mission. So many people want the blessing without being submitted. They want all the benefits from God, but they won't actually obey God's word. Nehemiah was obeying God's word, and he had God's provision. The real reward is in heaven. If you follow me, if you come after me, whatever you sacrifice here on earth cannot even compare to the glory that awaits you in heaven. Your best days are in front of you, my friend. No matter what you've walked through, no matter what you've been through, things are about to get better. Come on, somebody. We're all searching for a purpose, a career, and a life that really matters. Oftentimes, finding that purpose is difficult, but there are clues to your calling. There are places that only God can direct you, and things only He will know that will make you come alive. You have a God-given mission. In Pastor Paul's new book, On Mission, you can discover how to find and build your life around the purpose God has for you. In this book, Pastor Paul explores the life of Nehemiah. Like Nehemiah, you are anointed and appointed to make a 
that invite the supernatural hand of God, where God shows up above and beyond. I'm asking God for the nations. David wrote it in Psalms. Ask me for the nations. Ask me for the islands. We're living in a day where we are winning entire nations to Jesus in one day, in one week. Our church has been part of this. I'm asking God for the city of Tulsa, north, south, east, and west, for the state of Oklahoma, for the United States of America, to know Jesus. Satan, get your hands off this nation. I think God's looking for a church that wants to disturb the disturber. So then Nehemiah goes in verse 11, and he looks at Jerusalem, and he says, I was there for three days. In verse 12, I went in the middle of the night, and I took only a few people with me, my inner circle. Be careful who you take with you. Nehemiah didn't tell everyone at first. He didn't tell everyone the whole dream. He just had a core team, and they walked through the broken areas. They began to inspect every part of the gate. See, Nehemiah wanted to get the big picture. He wanted to know all the angles. So often we make decisions based on one side of the story. Have you ever made a decision on on one side of the story and then later you hear the other side of the story and you regret the decision you made? (laughs) I've been there before too. I make bad decisions when I have no information or when I have just limited information. I make great decisions when I get the whole big picture, every side. Nehemiah was looking at every side, every gate, every part of the wall he was inspecting. Because inspection brings direction. Inspection brings direction. What decision are you about to make that you need to give a little more inspection to before you start moving on that decision? Inspection will bring direction. So Nehemiah gets the dream. He goes in the middle of the night. He he gets the strategy. And night after night in the dark, he develops his vision. And he was making sure that it was all Correct. He was hearing from God. I imagine Nehemiah was looking at the wall. He was praying as he was looking. He was imagining what was possible. Instead of seeing the problem, he was seeing the potential. And he was getting that vision. I think it's so important not to take something out of the oven until it's ready. Have you ever pulled a pizza out of the oven before it's time? And the dough in the middle is just nasty. And you've got to put it back in the oven. And then you mess it all up. Everybody say, keep it in the oven. 400 degrees, 22 minutes, let it cook. Come on, chocolate chip cookie makers, you know. 11 minutes, Pillsbury, 375 degrees. Keep it in the oven. Don't pull it out till it's ready. You got to wait till it's ready. And all of a sudden, me and my new, it's ready. It's ready. It's ready. There's times where it needs to keep on cooking. But then when you know it's ready, it's time to walk with courage. So Nehemiah, verse 17, gets in front of the people. And remember, this is a memoir, this is a journal. Nehemiah says, I got up that day in front of the people. And I said, you see the distress, you see the trouble that we're in. So Nehemiah was facing the facts because faith won't fix what you won't face. So he's saying, listen, we're in trouble, things look bad, you can see it, there's problems everywhere, but I see revival. I see restoration. I say, let's rise up and build. Let's cast off all the reproach, all the shame. And then Nehemiah said in verse 18, I told the people that day that God's hand had been upon me, that the king himself had stamped his approval with me. See, there's power when you start adding the other people that have been a part of this decision. Nehemiah knew how to get people persuaded, how to get them to buy in. He was saying, this isn't Nehemiah's idea. This is God's idea. And guess what? God's going to use the wealth of the wicked to fund the mission of the righteous. 
The king sent the timber. God's in this. There's lots of people that want to be a part of this. And as soon as he said it, the people's hearts connected with Nehemiah's heart. He was casting the vision. Everybody say, cast the vision. Notice that Nehemiah didn't say, you messed up. You, you lost it all. You're going to have to rebuild this. He said, we're in trouble, but we can rebuild. He used words like we, us, our. When we move from you, me, mine, his, theirs, to us, ours, teamwork makes the dream work. And people, people don't mind the heat when they see you sweat. Nehemiah was saying, I'm going to get in this with you. We're going to work together, and we're going to see this city rebuilt. Nehemiah didn't have any extrinsic motivation. He didn't say, hey, listen, if you work this hard, everybody's going to get 10 Gs, and you're going to get a seven-day cruise on the Dead Sea, and I'm going to send you to the Galilee and to Caesarea, and you're going to get a Christmas bonus. Now, there's nothing wrong with all those great extrinsic motivational factors, but Nehemiah said, I can't pay you anything, but let me tell you what you will have, what you will get. You can work your jobs, and, and you'll, get, you'll make that money. But if you work on this wall, you'll make history. And together, the identity, the reputation, our children will know that Israel didn't quit, that Israel didn't just build half the wall, that Israel shined, and its latter days were greater than its former days. Nehemiah was inviting people to be a part of making history. And they rose up. He said, sure. Jesus promised his disciples in the New Testament. Notice the, the correlation between Nehemiah and Jesus. Jesus didn't promise his disciples a bunch of rewards here on earth. He said, you'll get stuff here on earth, but that's not the real reward. The real reward is in heaven. If you follow me, if you come after me, whatever you sacrifice here on earth cannot even compare to the glory that awaits you in heaven. Your best days are in front of you, my friend. No matter what you've walked through, no matter what you've been through, things are about to get better. Come on, somebody. Hey, thanks so much for watching the message today. I pray it encouraged you, inspired you, and just reminded you that God is for you, that he's with you, that he has a plan for your life, that he wants to use your life to bring him glory, and that God's plan for your life is the most fulfilling thing you could do. The most fulfilling thing you could live for is for the Lord. Maybe you've drifted from God. Maybe you've never really followed after God. Maybe you stumbled across this show just by flipping the channels today. Maybe you've watched this show many times or watched this channel many times, but if you're really honest, you've never really completely surrendered to God and His will for your life. Today is your day to do that. Say this with me. Jesus, I surrender to you. I'm all yours. God, thank you for loving me and believing in me and giving me a dream to give you glory through my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I believe God has a great plan for your life, and he's going to continue to show you that plan. And he's going to continue to give you the resources you need to fulfill his plan for your life. As a ministry, we are committed to helping you grow in that journey of following after Jesus. So we have a great website, pauldoherty.org, where we have free sermons, series, everything you're looking for in spiritual growth right there on the website. We've got books that you can uh, get from that website. We've got messages to listen to and watch for free, share with friends. We've got a daily devotional that just continues to challenge you to grow spiritually 
on a daily basis. You can find it all right on pauldoherty.org. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the number on the bottom of the screen if that's easier for you. Connect with one of our prayer partners today over the phone. We love you so much. Thank you to all those that give into this ministry. We can't do it without you. And to everyone watching today, remember, your best days are right in front of you. We're all searching for a purpose, a career, and a life that really matters. Oftentimes, finding that purpose is difficult, but there are clues to your calling. There are places that only God can direct you and things only He will know that will make you come alive. You have a God-given mission. In Pastor Paul's new book, On Mission, you can discover how to find and build your life around the purpose God has for you. In this book, Pastor Paul explores the life of Nehemiah. Like Nehemiah, you are anointed and appointed to make a difference. And in this book, you will learn how to find and build the type of life God has for you. Find your purpose and take steps towards your assignment with the new book, On Mission. Get your copy today by calling 1-800-760-2360 or visit us online at paulgordy.org. Thank you for watching. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our television partners and friends. Contact us today with your prayer requests or praise reports. You have ways of thinking walled off in your mind that are keeping you from the life that God wants you to live. Join us for the all-new season of Color Conference Mainstay. Welcome to Color Conference Mainstay, and I'm inviting you to spend some time under the teaching of some incredible women. You have a father that rushes to your rescue. We serve a God who is able. Listen, listen. If you're getting left out of the work of God, it's because you're sitting out. So we must be a people who understand who we are. Don't miss a moment. Color conference. Main scene on the Hillsong Channel. Well, firstly, thank you so much for being part of our Hillsong Channel audience. So glad you're watching. I wanted to talk to you about this book I've written. There is more. Writing books is one thing, but we write them to help people. And I really genuinely believe this book can help you speak into your situation. It's a book about the will of God, God's great adventure for your life. And I know that God has more for you. And if you go to thereismorebook.com, you can order this book, and I know it's going to bless you. Welcome to Hillsong Channel Now, the one-stop destination for the very best from Hillsong Channel. We're coming to you all around the world. Watch original series. Kids shows, conferences, worship, kids programs, and more. There's something for everyone. My goodness, I can't wait to get started. And with new episodes every week, you'll always have something to watch. Anytime, anywhere. It's TV that will equip you for your every day. I don't know how you couldn't get excited. We're about to shift gear. I didn't know to get before. <laughs> watch your favorite shows on your favorite device. Commercial free. I know that's right. Amen. This calls for great celebration. Head to hillsongchannelnow.com and subscribe today, and you'll receive your first month absolutely free. Hillsong Channel Now, anytime, anywhere.
do a high income artist that's making a federal and state tax, it can be as much as uh, about 30%. So a 30% haircut is a big theory. Um,
doing, something that we will give you money to keep doing. For more information on how we want to help you get to work smarter, go to coachingsmarter.org. Here's what to do after an accident to protect your case. It can make the difference between a small settlement and a large settlement. Oh, oh, we know you're right. We will help you.
Thank you, Father God, as your spirit enters in and begins to move. As the anointing of Christ comes forth, we seek your face, Lord. We seek your presence, God. We seek you, Holy Spirit. Let the power and the anointing of God begin to enter, begin to move. Let us have an experience with you right now, Father. Let us have an experience with you right now, Daddy God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, as your power comes forth. Mm, touch us right now, Lord. Touch us right now, Father. Touch us right now, Lord. Father God, we're entering into the realm of the supernatural. We're entering into the realm of the supernatural, Lord. We're entering into the realm of the supernatural, Daddy God. Ha, now, begin to move. Begin to speak. Begin to touch your children right now at this moment. Help us to understand that it's only in you, through you, and by you that this is being done. Let your anointing power come forth. Let the grace and anointing and the power of God come forth, and we will begin to become intimate with you, Lord. We will become intimate with you, Father God. We will become intimate with you, Father God. As you speak life into us right now at this moment, Refreshing, rejuvenation, restoration. As the word of God enters in, and we become right there now. That's where we need to be. Right at that place. Right at that place. Right at that place. That's where we need to be. Right at that place. That's where we need to be. Right at that place. That's where we need to be. Right at that place. That's where we need to be, Father. Now, Lord, peace. Peace. Peace be still. Mm. Peace enter in and begin to shift. Begin to shift in our hearts. Mm. Yes. Begin to shift in our environments. Begin to shift in our communities, in our families, in our businesses, in our workplaces. Peace be still. Mm. As the presence of God begins to shift things into a place of peace, help us to understand that we have the ability Mm. Father, but it's much more than ability. We've got the responsibility to speak to our storms. See, we often let life dictate to us 
We often let life tell us what's going to happen, Lord. But as a child of God, we're called to be the head, not the tail. So it's our responsibility to get into your word, to study, to show ourselves approved. And from that viewpoint, once we connect with the heavenly God, how yeah, it'll go, and it'll go there. And then life tries to tell us what's going to happen. We have the responsibility to say, no, you will not. Because I'm an ambassador. I'm a child of the most high. And you will not tell me what's going to happen because I am the one that is in her control. And I must speak to my storm and tell her to be still. I must speak to my situation and circumstance to say, no, this is not what's going to happen. Because I trust my daddy. I have an intimate relationship with my daddy. And this is what he has shown me. These are the things he's been speaking to me. These are the things that he's been revealing to me. And I demand that it begins to manifest. Well, see, what he tells me in the heavenly, I now speak it out in the earthly realm. What he tells me in the heavenly, I now speak that thing out in the earthly realm. And I'm trusting and believing and walking in accordance that it will manifest. He says, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So I'm walking in the ordained and ordered steps that he has given me to go forth. And I'm just allowing and waiting and watching my daddy work. It's a great thing when you begin to see the hand of God moving in your life. It's a great thing when you begin to see God orchestrating your order and your steps, and you begin to see it. See, see what happens is once you once you you get in contact and you you have an experience with God on a continuous basis. He begins to move, and you begin to see Him move. He begins to tell you what's going to happen, and you begin to see it manifest. Yes, you can see God moving. It's not always some it's some hidden thing, no. But you have to be in His presence enough. See, 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 you have to be, and He has to trust you. He's got to trust that you're going to be obedient, that you're going to do it, that you're willing. He and he will begin to show you the mysteries that happen in the heavens. That's what he did with Abraham before Sodom and Gomorrah. See, everything I'm telling you is written in the Word. But you got to grow up to that point. You got to go through some things. You got to let God be God. You got to get over yourself. See, there are processes that are involved in order for you to grow. Right there, God is moving. Right there, God is shifting. Today, God's going to break some yoke off of some people's lives. Today, God's going to shift. Today, God's going to move because you have a desire. You're tired of where you're at. You're tired of the same old, same old. You want something different. Matter of fact, you need something different, but you didn't quite understand how it needed to happen. You didn't quite understand what was the process, what needed to occur, but God today is going to begin to break some yokes, some weights off of your life. And from this point on, you can make a conscious choice whether or not you want to walk in the freedom and the liberality of the Word of God, or you can put those weights back on and continue to walk in self. Mm. Whether you want to rise up, and become that man or woman of God that he's called you to be? Or do you want to just continually put them burdens, those weights that he has freed you from, that he's broken off of you when he did that on Calvary? Because he said, then it is finished. He said, then it is finished. But if you make a choice, if you make a choice and you begin to walk in you, which is your soulishness, walk in you, which is your fleshliness, then you're not walking according to the Spirit of God. And then you'll be bound and beaten and broken. And you'll be walking in something that he's already accomplished for you. He's already defeated for you. But you just choose not to walk that way. Whether knowingly or unknowingly, 
because he also says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. <laughs> so, Father God, as you move today, as we go forth in your word, reveal to us those things that we need to know, see, and do so we can truly rise up and become the men and women of God you're calling us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. All righty. Anybody want to pray before I get into the reading? Anybody want to pray going once? Oh, Lord. Anybody want to pray going twice? Anybody want to pray going three times? All righty. Well, I guess I'm going to take that as a no. Oh, uh, that's right. We started that other book. <laughs> uh, oh, what a night. Ah, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Prophetic activation. Okay. Who should facilitate and participate in prophetic activation? Leaders who have a desire to see the local church and the people released into a greater prophetic dimension should employ the strategy of prophetic activation. We cannot teach people how to prophecy, but we can hear but we can help them hear the voice of God and speak the words they hear with faith and confidence. Prophetic activation should be done in a loving environment where people feel comfortable. There's no better place to be than being around loving leaders and believers who have no motive other than to bless and to encourage. Hmm. All righty. I'm going to read that again. Leaders who have a desire to see the local church and the people released into a greater prophetic dimension should employ the strategy of prophetic activation. So right there, you need to ask yourself, do you want to walk in the realm of the prophetic? Do you want to walk in the realm of that supernatural where you're hearing and speaking that which God wants you to speak? We cannot teach people how to prophesy, but we can help them hear the voice of God and speak the words they hear with faith and confidence. I can't teach you to prophesy. But as I always say, there's processes and there's principles. And if you walk accordingly, then you'll be able to hear clearly his voice. But again, we're going back to again. He's got to clarify, and you've got to be willing to know the difference between your voice, his voice, and the enemy's voices. Because you've got three different voices speaking to you all the time. Prophetic activation should be done in a loving environment where people feel comfortable. There's no better place to be than being around loving leaders and believers who have no motive other than to bless and courage. Well, all I can say is I hope you feel comfortable in this environment, and if you don't, there's nothing I can say but okay. If you are a leader of a ministry, small group, or church, 
and set aside some time to do activations. If you're a member at a church that operates in the prophetic anointing, bring up this idea to your pastor. If you attend a church that is not open to prophetic ministry, connect with a group of mature prophets and have them confirm and activate you. When you participate in prophetic activations, you will see a new momentum in your prophetic flow. Mm. Mm. When you participate in prophetic activations, you will see a new momentum in your prophetic flow. I believe I stated that at the end of this book, everybody here should be flowing in a prophetic, if you choose to. I I, I said that at the beginning when I first started it because, in all honesty, especially among us, there's no reason that you're not. So I'm believing God that whatever blockages there are, I'm believing God that he will reveal them to you and you will see it. Now, it's going to be up to you whether or not you make that choice to say yes or no, but I believe God will reveal those things that are blocking your your prophetic flow in him. Paul admonishes the church to desire spiritual gifts. Okay, there we go right there. Do you desire spiritual gifts? Because again, God's not God's got not gonna go, you know, not gonna violate your um your will. If you don't desire to walk in the prophetic, if you don't desire spiritual gifts, then he's not gonna give them to you. He wants to give them to you, but you have to want them. He's not gonna violate your will. Paul admonishes the church to desire spiritual gifts and cover Covet to prophecy. That's 1 Corinthians 14 and 1, 1 Corinthians 14 and 39. Covet to prophecy, meaning that's something you really, really want. That's interesting because you're not to covet your neighbor's wife. You're not to covet your neighbor's possessions, but he tells you to covet prophecy. Hmm. Interesting. Just, Just something to think about. Those who desire this important administration of the Holy Spirit should take the time to be part of prophetic activation. Activation will stir believers and help them move into a strong prophetic flow. Even those who have experience in the prophetic anointing can benefit from activation. Sometimes people need to be restored and rekindled. What can become dormant in our gifts, I'm sorry, we can become dormant in our gifts. We need to continually stir up these gifts. Mm. All righty then. While every spirit-filled believer can prophesy as a general grace God gave to the entire church, Joel 2, 28-29, and Acts 2, 15-18, the measure we experience the prophetic and are able to walk in it is determined by our hunger. If we can live without it, we most likely will. Mm. I'm going to read that again. That's by Benjamin Schaefer. While every spirit-filled believer can prophesy, as the general grace God gave to the entire church, to, to, to the entire church Joel 2, 28-29, Acts 2, 15-18, 1 Corinthians 14 and 31, the measure we experience the prophetic and are able to walk in it is determined by our hunger. If we can live without it, we most likely will. Hmm. You know, I'm going to just talk about, I, I can talk about me and Mark Charles, how about that? You know, because I forgot what book we were reading and we were talking about the gifts and us desiring the gifts. And the reason I'm saying me and him because we both were on the same bank. It's interesting because, see, 
Hmm. A lot of times we desire gifts, and especially when we're younger. When I'm talking about younger, I'm not talking about age. I'm talking about younger children or less mature. And, and and to be honest with you, as we study spirit, soul, and body, and understanding that a lot of soulishness resonates within us until you learn the difference. So a lot of times when we're desiring the gifts, honestly, it's, it's really a lot of the beginning of, of a soulish desire. And I'm going to clarify what I'm talking about because it's something that we want. We see somebody else doing it or, we, or they're flowing in, and it's like, yeah. But... This is what me and Charles talked about, which is so funny, because honestly, a lot of times the true deepening desire that you want is more so from a need because you're going through something in life that you're not capable of dealing without, dealing with it without the power of God. So the desire for you to overcome and you recognize that through God, his word, his will, and his way, that's how you're going to be able to be released or overcome or whatever it is that you're dealing with. So the desire where you got to have it comes because you desire to get up out of where you're dealing with and you recognize that God is a source. Now, again, I'm just talking about me and Mark Charles. I mean, because you all might be a little different, but I'm just talking about some of the things we've experienced where, because I just want you to understand that that walking apart of something that I want, oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's at the beginning stage. But when it becomes to the point that there's something you gotta have, it's something because just like you gotta air to breathe, and, and that's born out of necessity. It's born out of trial and tribulation. It's born out of I, I, I see this is my way out. I see nothing else working. But as I begin to apply His word and let His word move, go and let His spirit move. That's the desire, but that's birthed from a spiritual basis because your spirit recognizes that the only way in order for you to break through is to allow His spirit to take control. See, now that's a spiritual desire, but it's birthed through trials, tribulations. It's birthed through yakandarola life. That's a spiritual desire. So even as I'm speaking now, I'm recognizing the difference between a a, a soulish desire and a spiritual desire because a spiritual desire is birthed when nothing else will work but his word. Mm, That was pretty good. Thank you, Mark Charles. I appreciate that. What you do, my, my team, man? Those who desire to prophesy should understand the great benefits of prophecy. Prophecy can encourage, comfort, build up, confirm, strengthen, impart, release, renew, refresh, heal, deliver, illuminate, enlighten, direct, expose, warn, convict, correct, bless, Quicken and restore. I'm going to read that again. Hmm. Understanding that prophecy is to the church, to the men and women of God. Now, understanding that that's that's one of the main purpose of prophecy, let's now begin to see what it is supposed to do. Prophecy can encourage 
Just let me know if any one of these things kind of touch you a little bit. Encourage, comfort, build up, confirm. You need any of those? You need any encouragement? You need comfort? You need to be built up? You need to be confirmed? You know, is this, am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right direction? Strengthen, impart, release, renew, refresh, heal, deliver. Wow. Strengthen, impart, giving you something you didn't have. Release, renew, refresh, heal, deliver. Mm. That's a lot, of, a lot of things that prophecy can do. We often think of prophetic as far as just something in the future, oriented. No, 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 no. Now we're beginning to get a greater understanding of truly what God means prophecy to do for his children. Heal, deliver, illuminate, enlighten, direct, expose, warn, convict, correct, bless, quicken, and restore. Man. Because God knows that his children, his body needs this. And this is the this is the way, this is the tool that God has given to us so that we can walk in him. This is a tool that God has given to us, his children, so that we can walk in him, so that we can do those things he's calling us to do. We can be those people he's calling us to be. These many benefits alone should cause every leader, church, and believer to desire to prophesy. I've personally seen lives transformed and changed in over 80 nations through the power of prophecy. But prophets and prophetic people should do more than just prophesy. They should also train and teach others in this area. Every believer should be able to hear the voice of God and release a word on a consistent basis. The prophetic dimension will also affect every area of the church, including the praise and worship, prayer, preaching, teaching, counseling, evangelism, and the arts. Prophetic churches will be a blessing to their cities, nations, and communities because they release the word of the Lord and reveal the heart of God. Mm. 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 Interesting. I'm going to read that again. But prophets and prophetic people should do more than just prophesy. They should also train and teach others in this area. That's why Mark Charles hosts this call every Saturday, first month every Saturday, for those who truly want to grow and walk in the realm of the prophetic. That's an area to train you to do such. And I believe this Saturday coming up is supposed to be the call. They should also train and teach others in this area. Ever believe it should be able to hear the voice of God and release a word on a consistent basis. Mm. Every believer, that means you, me, and everybody else who believes and who says, yes, that Jesus is my Savior. They should be able to hear the voice of God. And one thing he said was on a consistent basis. That's where the training comes into play. The prophetic dimension will also affect every area of the church, including the praise and worship, prayer, preaching, teaching, counseling, evangelism, and the arts. Okay. Sounds like uh, everything. Because it's allowing the Spirit of God to come forth and move 
and it's not binding the Spirit of God, and you're allowing God to do what God wants to do. See, that's one of the main things. Why, well, I'm Fannie Marie. I thank her for the name, Prayer Shifting Ministries. That's one of the main things we do in this call. That's why I never know how, how long it's going because we allow God as a corporate nature to do what he wants to do. See, it's a good thing to have agenda, a program, but it must always be open to the leadership of the Holy Spirit because anytime you try to dictate what the God is going to do, you're putting God in a box and you're stagnating the flow of the Spirit. Prophetic churches will be a blessing to their cities, nations, and communities because they release the word of the Lord and reveal the heart of God. Prophetic activations can be done in small or large groups. Groups can consist of believers who are on different levels of the prophetic anointing. There are people who are advanced or intermediate, and some may be beginners. It is good to have a mixture of people on different levels to sharpen and strengthen one another during the activation. All right. Different people on different levels. Some people have a strong prophetic flow, depending on the level of faith and the knowledge of the word. Mm. Some people have a stronger prophetic flow, depending on the level of faith and the knowledge of the word and their experiential base. Then the experiential base comes from application. Because, see, that's when you truly, really do know the word, not what you read, not what you hear but what you experience and as you apply, then you begin to see it working in your own life. Some people have a stronger prophetic flow depending on the level of faith and the knowledge of the word. But everyone can receive an impartation during a prophetic activation and become stronger in the prophetic flow. We should follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but we should especially desire the prophecy, 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. Not only should we desire the prophecy, but also we should desire to excel in it. Hmm. 1 Corinthians 14 and 12 reads, So, seeing that you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to edifying of the church, emphasis added. Activations are designed for believers who not only have a desire to prophecy, but also want to excel in this area. Excel means to be exceptionally good or proficient in the activity or subject. Prophetic people should minister in excellence. Prophetic activations are designed to help believers develop and minister with excellence and accuracy. <laughs> All righty then. Oh, shit, I'm going to say this. 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 Prophetic activations are designed to help believers sharpen one another in the area of prophecy. Proverbs 27 and 17 reads, As one piece of iron sharpens another. Sharpen means to improve or to cause to improve. There are times we need to sharpen the axe. Sometimes we become dull in our gifting, and we need to sharpen ourselves. Ecclesiastes 10 and 10 reads, If you don't sharpen your axe, it will be harder to use. Again, that's what I always talk about, exercising your faith. And see, I guess God kind of realizes that. Because, again, what did I say about life? He'll allow you to remain in situations and circumstances. You wonder why you go from one thing to another to another. Because as you are growing and you're using his word, it forces you to 
walk in him, to allow him to be God, and you're using your work and you're using his word as as your guide, as your source. You're sharpening your axe. Because you recognize because of the nature of your flesh that if he lightens the load, you're going to run to you and do what's comfortable, what's familiar, and that's not where he wants you to go and what, you want, what he wants you to be doing. In prophetic activations, we generally place the parameters of the prophetic word to include edification, exhortation, and comfort. 1 Corinthians 14 and 3. This provides an atmosphere of safety for people who are opening themselves up to receive the word. So he's basically showing and he's talking about how he, and I'm going to say a ceremony, or how they how they go forth to grow people up in this. He's it's setting the atmosphere. And, and he said these four words here. We place the parameters of prophetic to include edification, exhortation, and comfort. So remember, he gave about 20 other words before about what prophecy is to do. Well, right now, these are the things that we're just walking in. You don't want to give somebody too much at some time because they can't, they're not going to absorb it all. And in actuality, it'll push them away, it'll frighten them off. By doing this, we are limiting the chance of error and affecting a person in a negative way. We don't want people hearing words about premature death or whom to marry. <laughs> proper line. We don't want them to hear disturbing things such as, I see a dark cloud following you, witches are after you, and so on and so on. Although these kind of words are possible, we lead them to more experienced prophets in a different setting. So basically, he's talking about we're growing people up. That's what he's talking about doing. Prophetic activations provide a safe environment for people to be stirred and activated in an area of prophecy. Prophecy does not replace prayer, preaching, teaching, praise, worship, and other areas that give a believer a balanced lifestyle. Hmm. Let me read that again. Prophecy does not replace prayer, preaching, teaching, praise, worship, and other areas that give a believer a more balanced lifestyle. Uh, it's a part of your repertoire. It's a part of your tools. And you need all of it. Prophetic activations are necessary because the prophetic areas have often been underdeveloped, while the other aspects of the Christian life have been more developed. During an activation, it is important for the people to follow instructions. Hmm. This is not the place for rebellious and spooky people to try to hijack the prophetic flow and show off their gifts. Submission to godly authority should be a core value of the prophetic ministry, and rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. <clears throat> Interesting. I'm going to read that again. Doing an activation is important for the people to follow instruction. In other words, listen to whom's telling you what to do. Just, just submit. This is not the place for rebellious and spooky people to try to hijack the prophetic flow and show off their gifts. Submission to godly authority should be a core value of the prophetic ministry, and rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. All righty then. Prophetic activation exercises are meant to equip with practical tools for hearing the voice of God. Eventually, you will be able to utilize these tools in every sort of in every sort of situations during ministry time at your local church, in everyday life, and conversations with others. 
while writing emails or simply praying for others in your prime private time with the Lord. They will help you to flow in the prophetic in your everyday life. I'm going to read that again because that is so powerful what he just said. And actually, that's Benjamin Schaefer again, whoever he is. Prophetic activation exercises are meant to equip yeah, I meant to equip with practical tools for hearing the voice of God. Eventually, you'll be able to utilize those tools in every sort of situation during ministry, ministry time at your local church, in everyday life, conversations with others, while writing emails, or simply praying for others in your private time with the Lord. In other words, just like I tell you all on the phone all the time, there's no reason at this point in time you should not be listening and doing what you need to do while you're on this call. Work, bus rides working, et cetera, because you have to grow to the point that this becomes part of you, and it is what it is. That's called growth. I'm going to just be quiet. While participating in activation exercise, we should give only what we receive, regardless if it makes sense or not. Don't worry if you receive something from the Lord that does not make sense to you. You will be surprised to learn that what does not make sense to you may be life-changing to the person to whom you are ministering. Jeff and Gina Puglia of Raymond Outreach Ministries encourage those moving to prophetic ministry to not despise the day of small beginnings. <laughs> Everyone has to start somewhere. While we are running a prophecy school, a workshop, or prophecy, we find that most of our attendees are able to operate in this gift at a basic level. The challenge then is for them to develop the gift. None of us starts off as mature in any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and prophecy is no different. God is a loving Father and knows that we need to grow in both faith and understanding. Always remember that the Bible, as a part, always remember that the Bible, as the perfect revelation of Jesus and fallible Word of God, is the absolute standard for weighing and assessing all revelation. Second Timothy three and sixteen, Colossians two and eighteen through nineteen, and John one and fourteen. Prophecy is not just about communicating God's mind but also his heart. And I'm going to stop it right there. <sighs> okay. Question comes, criticism, complaint. Taking two complaints today. Uh. Two complaints. Okay, you're done. Yep, there you go. All righty then. Thank you very much. The sergeant in arms has spoken. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to do this prayer list and then prayer requests and confessions. And how are you doing, sergeant in arms? I am okay. I just read something um, very interesting written by your, your friend, Stan. Um, Oh. I might I might read it during the um during the testimonial section of the call. Oh, that's that's when, yeah, yeah, um uh, yeah, before you do the, the prayer request, um yeah, it, it was rather interesting. Who's cool the man. thought? Yeah, cool man, cool man. All righty, all righty, all righty. Righty yo. Okay, get these lists out. Are you ready to go down? Yes, I am. Yes. 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 Yes.
start off with the move family. Push could go bush could go dish could go bush could go dash could go dish could go bush. Father God, we pray that now you should go to the bush could go dash. We seek that faith. Push could go bush could go dish could go dash could go dash could go muka. Androski, Saka. Solomon family. Push could go fish 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 could go sandaka. Push could go fish could go fish could go fish. Push it to the station, the station, the station, the saga. From Rocka, and Dickies, and Rocko, and 
Pat Russell. Who's gonna go fish? Should go fish? Should go fish? Should go fish? Should go fish? Who's gonna go fish? Should go fish? Should go fish? Raka, Boka, Sakra. Anybody else on this? Who's gonna go fish? Should go fish? Should go fish? Should go Sakra. Who's gonna go fish? Should go Sumraka, Randaka, Boko, Sundraka, Sakra. Yeah, Morgan Farley. Who's gonna go fish? Should go fish? Should go fish? Should go Sakra. Who's gonna go fish? Should go fish? Should go fish? Should go Sakra. From Boko, Sundraka, Sundraka, Sakra.
Sandra Hushka to go fishy to go fishy to go fishy to go saga. Under the go fishy to go fishy to go fishy to saga. Oh boy. Under the go fishy to go fishy to go fishy to go saga. Honraka, Sindhisis, Honraka, Sakra. Oh Lord. Betty, Hushka to go fishy to go fishy to go fishy to go fishy to go saga. Push to go fishy to go fishy to go fishy to go saga. Push to go fishy to go fishy to go fishy to go saga.
see my starving children. Hey, Nessie Poo. Harambo Kika. Oh, woman of God. Hmm, interesting. Okay. I need to call. You happen to be on the line, Nessa? Um, Vanessa, Edion, Yadin Royce, Father God, cover that woman of God. Cover and heal that woman of God, Lord. Let your anointing power go forth in her life. Allow the Spirit of God to move. Keep her, Lord. Keep her, Father.
Randirigasa Sakra. And um, yes, okay. So we got uh Pastor Mark, push to the position of the position of the position of Sarada, push to the position of the position of Sarada, Umbuko Saraka, Pidike, Sindaka, Sakra. Mark E. Charles Stanton, push to the position of the position of Sarada, push to the position of the position of Sarada, push to the position of the position of Sarada, Raka, Sandraka, Pidike, Sakra, and myself. Push to the position of the fish of the push to the position of the fish of the Sarah, and push to the position of the Sarah, and Raka, and Boko, and Raka, Renewing of our minds, who's going to go fishing, 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 go f
And the father says they took the baby, and the priest wouldn't let go of the baby. He said, look, you know, I, I think it would be at your best best choice to let me have my son back because I'm going to have to lay hands on you, and Jesus will understand. <laughs> I said, my goodness, he's supposed to lose <laughs> Shut up, Pam, for you say something smart, but I do understand about there's a time when you gotta lay some hands on some people. <laughs> I didn't hear that, so you get a hey, break. Good, we all good. We all good. Okay. Um your your friend Stan, he wrote this. Uh, well, not the first part because it's a verse out the Bible, but um, but he titled it "Character Witness." And so he started out with uh, Luke four, uh, Luke four forty and forty one. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. Okay. How do I get out of this? I thought. I got it. I will tell them the names of police officers and judges I know. I planned in my head to get out of jury duty. I had too many other things to do rather than sitting around listening to crimes. I wonder if I should lie. I was not chosen. There were times when I wanted to show bad character. There were times when I desired to sin a lot and still represent God. There were times when I wanted to be in control of my time and I would do anything to remain in control, even lie. Jesus showed people just how powerful he was. He healed those who were sick and sent demons out of many. The demons wanted to scream, you are the Christ, the Son of God. This statement was definitely true, and many needed to hear it. But God did not want his name mentioned by those who rejected him. God wants me to represent him by pointing people to his son. God wants me to acknowledge I am a sinner saved by grace, so people will come back to him. God wants me to remain focused on telling people about grace rather than accusing them of sinning. Day and night, the accuser goes before the throne, blaming each human for the sins they commit. This is a poor character witness because the devil was thrown out of heaven and wants to destroy God's prized creation, namely humanity. God allowed the Christ which is Jesus, to voluntarily take all the blame and wipe away my sin. The Holy Spirit speaks on my behalf, nullifying every accusation brought against me. He is my character witness. Have you examined your character lately? Does your character include blaming people for their faults? Will you preach grace that can only come from the Christ today? 
That's the end. Huh? What caught your attention regarding that? Uh, well, just the title because it's, you know, it was character witness. Um, and then when I started reading, especially when she's talking about jury duty, because, as you know, I'd be sitting there as well like, okay, how could I get out of this? Hmm. Um, so that's what caught my attention, and then I just I kept reading. Because I'm sure we've all been guilty of it, or if if not with jury duty, but you know, but with something. Are you guys Talking to the phone. Can't hear you. I said, do you have a decree? Uh, no, that's going to be in place in my decree today. Okay. Pray for you. Huh? Pray for you. Yes, please. Talking to the phone. Now I'm talking into the phone. Appreciate that. Good. Oh. I have a question. Sam, you will have a distance. Hmm? I know. I was down the hall. Okay. That's why really why I was hesitating to get ready to pray for it because I know I was away from the phone. But I got to harass anyway. That's my job. <laughs> okay. You weren't given that job. That. You just, you know, created it. Listen, when you see a need that needs to be fulfilled, you just step in and do it. You need to be aggravated by me. There you go. No, I don't. You didn't ask me what I needed. I, I, I said, when you see, I saw a need. You know what, see, see, that's why I pre-slapped that baby. Let me just go ahead and pray. <laughs> that's why the baby should have smacked him back. Well. Yeah, this is family and the family. They'll stop to jump that priest. <laughs> Sam, you got to be careful with that because just because you aggravate one person, aggravation comes back to you too. I got enough aggravation coming to me. It don't matter no more. <laughs> it just don't. Okay. All right, Pam, you ready? Oh, um, I'm going to say yes. The question is, 
in the, especially since we're studying the prophetic activation, do you, hmm, it tells in the word that you need to, it said covered prophecy. I don't know if you were on for the teaching or not. And I brought up the fact that in the word of God, it tells you don't covet your neighbor's this and covet meaning a deep desire that you really want something. It's more than just a desire. It's a urge. I got to have it. But my question to you is, do you want to walk? Do you want to cover the prophecy? Do you want to walk in the realm of a prophetic? And I pointed out that there's a difference from spiritually desiring it and naturally desiring it. So that's my question to you. Hmm. That I got an answer right now? What's up, dude? And, I'm, and this is the part that came to me um, as I was speaking, and I talked about what me and Mark Charles talked about, that, you know, um, the difference between us desiring and desiring about, and what normally happens is, and that's why God gave me the revelation, the difference between soulishly wanting it and spiritually wanting it is it's birthed uh, our desire is birthed out of a need because whatever it is that's in front of us, we can't deal with on our own. Our desire is birthed out of something that we're dealing with that we recognize that we need the strength and the anointing and the power of God. Our desire comes from a situation that's over our head, and we recognize that without his help, we're going to, we're going to fall, we're going to sink. And so that desire is birthed on, I need to be free, I need to be out of this situation or circumstance, so it bypasses my soulish comfort, it bypasses my soulish wanting to have control for me to relinquish and submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and from me doing such, then that allows him, okay, well, you come in and do whatever needs to be done, break the yokes, the bondages, the weights that's keeping me from, that's blocking me from walking in the realm of the supernatural, the realm of the prophetic that God desires me to be. See, that's where you're at right now. You've got things that are in front of you, and in order for you to be free of, you're going to have to submit. You're going to have to recognize, I can't control this. i got to get out of the way. And you're going to have to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal those things to you. But if you choose to stay in Pam, then you're going to be bound. You're going to be broken. You're not going to be healed. And it won't be because God does not desire for you to be free. It's because you won't allow yourself to get out of the way. You won't allow yourself to get out of the realm of the soulishness and walk in the realm of the spirit where the Holy Spirit will begin to remove and move you to the level that he's choosing for you to walk. So now, getting back to the question, do you desire? No, you don't have to answer that right now. But I'm going to ask you this. Do you need it? And when you recognize that it's something you truly need, you're going to desire because you're going to say, okay, Lord, help me. Help me get over myself. Help me get out of the way. Come in and do whatever needs to be done because I recognize I can't control, I can't handle, I can't do anything regarding what's going on. And you will then, at that point, when you submit, then you will allow God to full reign in your life. that He really wants to have, but you, but you won't let him have it, so he lets you have you. Amen. All righty then. And I just remember, saw I forgot a list. Let me pray for this quickly. Um, Illuminati, Gis Kandras Kandus Kudirakumbuski did it Gaha Sarakada. 
Baal worshippers, Gundi de Godis Gandroska, Sedakada, the crack house, Hishkadagandrogo Sedakanda, Sakra, Satanic after school program, Buddi de Gandis Kedakumbuska Gandaka, Sakra, the coven, Huskidi de Kumbuska Randis, Karakada, and the Minnesota house. Get it a good disc at a combuske, Sarakada. Alright. I'm sorry, I'm supposed to send the people some texts. Let me go do that now. I'm thinking about it. Ah, Yaraka CD to combuske, Karaka, Seroko D. You gotta fight. Well, you're right. To Okay, who am I trying to text? Um, Yep. I'm sending out text message. You want prayer? All right. I'm going to go back in here and get my decree. 
So we can do that. Oh, yeah, go get it, go get it, go send this, get it, go get this, get it, go down, let it go say this, get it, go 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 send down, let it go say this, get it, go down, let it go do it, go go get it, go down, let it go say this, get it, get it, go down, let it go say this, get it, go go send down, let it go say this, get it, go back, I said, go down. All right, you gotta fight for your right. Okay. That beastie boy is on your mind this morning, huh? Mm, oh, that's who did that? I didn't, just yeah. saw I know who made it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good okay. Morning. Father God, I am your see for all of this second. You have to go dish, 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 I will remember that it is the Lord my God. Yet the condition gives me the power to get well. Thank you for the power, strength, ability, connection, desire, all that is necessary and So I can go forth to acquire that which you have deemed that I had to and you have called me to. But Lord, the purpose of this wealth you're going to go is not for my own personal desire to but the purpose of this world is that you may establish your covenant on this earth as you're bringing your kingdom of heaven down to this earthly realm, which is what you swore to our forefathers as it is this day. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Ms. Nessie Poo. Yes. Yes, I'm on quietly because I'm at my desk. Okay. Good. All right, I'm getting ready to pray for you, dear. Holy Spirit, first of all, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. Yes, yes, yes. You needed to hear these words today. Just stand still and watch and be God. Be encouraged because it's like you're in a hard situation right now. It's like it's just hard, and sometimes you feel yourself just struggling. And you, and, and, and you, like you see, you sent me that text a while back. You feel disconnected, and you're trying mm-hmm. to, Lord, is this? Am I in the right position, Lord? What's going on, Lord? I just don't know. Shatter the gun, get it a gumbo. But God says, be encouraged, my daughter. You are exactly where I have positioned you to be. Hmm. You are exactly where I positioned you to be. It's interesting that we're dealing with prophetic training right now. Because mm-hmm. God is causing a shift to occur in your life that is moving you more toward the realm of the supernatural, moving you more toward seeking and hearing his voice, moving you more toward walking, being led by the Spirit of God than walking according to what you're familiar with. He is breaking off a lot of relationships in your life. He's breaking away a lot of relationships, and you're wondering why these people are being pulled away from you. Why, why, what's going on with well, all of a sudden where well, there was no conflict, now there's a conflict arising. 
He's saying, because, daughter, I need you to go into a new land, and I need you to do new things, and they can't nurture you. They won't understand. As a matter of fact, they will block the flow that God has caused them to come into your life. So he is systematically removing them because he is calling you to another arena where the blessings of God will overtake you. So he's telling you to sit and be still and let him be God. He's saying, sit and be still and let me be God. See, so often we want to get in the way and put our hands to it and start doing this, that, and other. And, he's, and, and, and God said, I didn't tell you to do that. He said, I didn't tell you to do I told you to be still and watch. And then you'll know how to move and what to move. But it's going to come from you. It's going to come from you being connected with him. It's going to come from you getting in his presence and spending some time with him. See, that's what you need to concentrate right on now. You need to make sure that you you put aside some time that you and the Father get together in one-on-one so that you know his voice. You need to get some time. Put some time aside where you begin to flow in the spirit of God. You hear his voice, you recognize his voice, and you begin to yield to his voice. Mm-hmm. Just make some time and put aside to make sure that you get in his presence. And it is from that that he will show you how to move and how to flow. Don't just get out here and start doing things. No, make the time first to get into the presence of God. And then from the being in that position, he will then begin to direct your steps. He does have a lot more for you than where you're at. But you're only going to be able to acquire it by spending time with God. You're only going to be able to acquire it by getting his presence. Recognize that's first and foremost. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. It's to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven that is going to ordain and direct your path. And from that position, once you get in his presence, you will find that you are fulfilled. You will find that you have strength. You will find that you are comforted and you have peace, regardless of whatever is going on around you. But you have the peace of God within you. You have the strength and the anointing to do whatever is before you. That's how he wants you to operate. You can no longer operate out of the soulishness, out of the carnality, out of that which you're familiar. Actually, at this point in your walk, it's a necessity that you get in his presence. Because anything else that you do without getting in his presence first, you're going to find yourself struggling. You're going to find yourself drained. You're going to find yourself frustrated, agitated, and mad. And it's not going to be because of the situation. It's going to be because you didn't get in him and get what you needed to be equipped, to be built up, to be strengthened so that you can endure. Mm, mm, mm. So, Father God, just mm-hmm. continue to strengthen this woman of God and let her hear, seek your face and your voice so she can go do what you called her to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 This is so true. Amen. Mm. Amen. Now, you know I'm going to ask you this question. and. Okay. So uh, how often do you speak in tongues now? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. 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 You ain't got to answer. But I had, I had to ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me delete that long. One of the things that that, that it talked about in the reading today is how we have to practice our gifts and and things of nature. Mm -hmm. And for you, and a lot of people do this, especially in the beginning, 
you got to get to the point where that it's a struggle for you to to speak in tongues, and that's really what it is, because you've done it and you'll do it, but it's like mm-hmm. something's got to force you, and the only way that you can get past that is to practice it. So now you go, how can I practice something that I struggle to do? Exactly. Hello. I'm here. I know, I, oh. I know that was the question. I mean, that's yeah. I know, it's, and it's and it's, it's. I can't. What's the word? Erica says all the time. You know. I, anyway, but that's that's the problem. How can I practice something that I struggle to do well? I guess the key would be to begin to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what is it that's blocking me, yeah. and then let Him begin to speak to you. Um, the best thing I could do that I could tell you to do is. As I said, you make sure you set aside some time that you get in his presence. And since you're struggling to, to speak in the spirit, then you may, you need to have some quiet time where ain't no interruptions going to come forth, where you'll be able to play some music, have his word there, maybe a half hour, whatever, so, you know, what it is, that there will be no distractions so that you can be still. So now once you're still, and trust and believe, as soon as you try, as soon as you say that you're going to do this, here comes everything in the mama to block you, to distract you, to disrupt you. So recognize that means, again, that you're on the right path. But by positioning in your place where you're still and you have the anointed music going on and you have his word, then begin to commune with God and tell him, Lord, help me to commune with you. I want you to use that word commune with him because, Recognize this, he ain't trying to stop you from communing with him, but there is something in the way. Now, with him being your mentor, and you begin to set that time aside, and you begin to commune with him, he's going to come. So then whatever it is that's blocking you, whether it be naturally, spiritual, or whatever, you, first of all, is going to come through dedication, is going to come through repetition, is going to come through just continuously doing this. Whatever it is that's stopping you from connecting with him in that manner, in that way, he'll begin to reveal it to you. Then he'll begin to, then you make a decision, Lord, help me get rid of this or show me what I need to do. And then he'll begin to show you what needs to be done so that blockage can be removed. So for you, quiet time, persistence, do it continuously, you know, you, you, you know how you ever been in a situation where I ain't got no options? Yeah. And this got to happen? Yeah. That's the kind of attitude you need to go into this with. Lord, I don't care if it takes me a day, a month, a week, however long. Lord, I need to flow with you in that capacity. And if you get that kind of mindset and that kind of understanding, he trust me, he's not going to try to stop you. So he'll reveal it to you. Now, here comes the obedience thing. He'll have you doing some different things. I'm pretty sure he might have you fasting in there some way. And, you know, also begin to do the reading. Whatever he calls you to do, you just be obedient do it. But, again, it's going to be consistency. Doing it when you don't feel like it, doing it when it hurts, doing it when it don't make any sense. But consistently pulling yourself up away and positioning yourself in a place that you can hear from him 
and he'll begin to and also begin to recognize the different voices. He'll begin to show you in the, in, in the different voices because nothing will violate his word. So now when you begin to hear strange things, when you begin to see different things, if it's contradictory to the word of God, you recognize, okay, that must be my flesh or the enemy. Mm-hmm. And just like my pastor, first, that's what got me going to this church. So, you know, you get ready to pray, and all of a sudden here comes some words you ain't never heard. You're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. ain't got nothing to do with God, and it makes you stop. You know, all mm-hmm. of a sudden here comes these thoughts. What the heck? And he said, no, that's your flesh. Mm-hmm. See, in the Word of God, it tells you the flesh and your spirit as a constant war against the two of them. There's going to constant, there's an enmity, there's a constant fighting. So your flesh is going to tell you exactly opposite. I don't want to, you ain't got time. This, that, and other. The prince of the power of the air is going to cause distractions to occur. You're going to have to resist and push all that aside and tell God that you are a priority. Not tell him by out of your mouth, but tell him by your actions, by your consistency. So then that you prove to the devil, to God, and to you that this is something you desire and you're willing to do whatever is necessary, and it will begin to flow. Okay. I kind of know what part of the problem is. I really do. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, you, <clears throat> the biggest trick that the flesh and the devil plays on you is when you know you're not in the will of God, he makes you try to totally disconnect mm-hmm. and make you feel worthless when God has not even said that or shown mm-hmm. me that. God, it's like, I love you regardless. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not right right now, I still love you. I still give you grace. I still give you mercy every day. But the devil puts that wedge, and it's almost like you have to be all or nothing. And when you're midway, he really messes with your head. And that's what he's kind of doing mm-hmm. with me right now. Mm-hmm which is why I've felt the disconnect. Mm. And uh, even though I'm still going to church every Sunday, and the last couple of Sundays I felt God's presence a little more than I have the last six weeks. And um, so I totally, totally get what you're saying. I have to fight through this mm-hmm. and ask for forgiveness every day to get through this because this is, totally knew what I'm doing, what I'm dealing with. I've kind of distanced myself from that person and um, because I know that that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And yeah. see, the other thing, too, and this is why I call it wilderness training, mm-hmm. we have to get to the point that we are walking, we are bypassing our feelings and uh, walking and trusting the word. Mm-hmm. So he'll he'll you know like you said like you feel like you're in dry places, but you got to get to the point where you know I still know that God hears me because that's what His word says. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I like you said I feel like I'm guilty that I'm 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 doing things wrong. Okay, well I, I still not know that God's covering me, and you you, you got it because if we, and that's a process that He has to grow us, train us, take us through because. As long as we're yielding and being governed by emotions, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. So in our walk, we, he, he's got to get us to a point that we trust him 
when it doesn't look like it's working, when it doesn't make any sense. And that's why a lot of times they have you doing things in uncomfortable situations or circumstances. They have you dealing with people that you normally would say, I don't want to deal with them. You know, I can't stand Erica. I be wondering why she's my friend. <laughs> but but the truth, I mean, the thing is, you know, he'll have you dealing with things that, that you would you in and of yourself would pull away from because, no, nah, that ain't you. And But, you know, the thing which is so funny because when we get ready to get upset, argue, and then we go look at Jesus and, yeah, what you going to say? He was a man who was acquainted with grief, with sorrows. He did every he did because his daddy told him to do the Garden of Gethsemane. What kind of argument can, can, can you say to him? That's when you go like, yeah, okay, God. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I guess that's why he had me to call you even making sense now to let you know that more than ever you are on the right track. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It makes sense. Well, I do, I do love my job. You said what? I do like my new job a lot. Oh, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to get off and finish some work. All right, go do some work because I can't support you, baby girl. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, love you. All right. Okie dokie. Who's next? I'll go next. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Yep, 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 yep. All right, Father God, let me pray for the name. Let her not stop, but to move in the fullness 
in the leadership of the Holy Spirit, as you are called to not just bless, but a blessing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 You got a decree? Yeah, I do. All right, you. Okay. We are going. We are going with Luke 3 5 through 6. This is my decree for Renee Tolan. July 3rd, and it's come from Luke 3, 5, and 6. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Amen. 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 How often and how often how long have you been doing the cruise lately now? We've been going into it for a couple of months now. You've been doing them outside of the prayer line? Yes, I have. Huh? Yes. Okay. Cool. Lot more. 
things. I, what is one of my one of my prayers is for us to walk in the realm of the supernatural. <laughs> yeah, we kind of find that's an interesting realm to walk in. Mm. But what's really going on? He's calling you to that realm, and you're responding to the call. Wow. You're not backing away. You're not, you know, pulling out. You're responding to that call. So, Father God, I'm going to just say continue to work in and through your daughter. Continue to use her, groom her, grow her up in the manner that you desire her to be used, Lord. Continue to reveal those deeper things of your spirit as you are grooming and growing her up to become the woman of God you do want her to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yep, I see that, Lord. And he's going to begin to um, pull you out of from where you're at into other people's ministries and locations, <clears throat> and you're going to begin to walk in that... Uh, to be used to speak, to minister outside of your church. So just be in expectance for that to happen and just yield as he calls and leads you. Amen. All right, you. Next. All right, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? All right, I'll do my stuff. It's 10 o'clock. Okay. Who wants prayer going next? Where you go, sir, Kandaka? All right. 
Who wants prayer going once? Prayer requesting decrees going twice. Going three times. Oh, you know, somebody pray for me and get off this line. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity in which we have had on this call this morning. Father God, we thank you for the word and discussion which has gone forth, Father. <clears throat> Father God, we just pray for that it was pleasing in our sight, Father God, and something was said and done to strengthen, to encourage, to fortify. But most of all, Father God, to glorify your holy and righteous name. Father God, we just pray now that this man of God who has poured out this morning, Father God, that you restore him. Father God, to full mm. before restore him, Father God, to his fullness, Father God, give him back a double portion of that which he has poured out. Continue to bless his finances, Father God. Continue to lead the guide and direct him, Father God, as he seek you in all that he say and do, Father God. We're just thankful that as he used himself in his example and being transparent that he's able to strengthen us, to encourage us, and let us know that even though we're on this journey and it's not perfect and neither are we, Father God, continue to bless his household as only you can, Father God. May your hand be upon him, leading, guiding, and direct him. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, dog, smoke Alrighty. All right, peace.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.